Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to MedRoom Chronicles, Nursing Uncensored. Join nurses and other care providers as they let you in on discussions usually reserved for the privacy of the locked medication room. In this weekly nursing podcast, the filters come off and we tell it like it is. Your hosts, nurses Adrienne Benning, Andrew Craig, and Brad McLaughlin, are here to educate and entertain on all things in the nursing world. This podcast is intended for nursing students, nurses, or anyone who wants a sneak peek into the real world of bedside nursing. So join us, laugh along the way, and maybe learn a little something, too. And thanks for listening, guys. Hello, nurses. Here at MedRoom Chronicles, we may be uncensored, but we are not unfiltered. Protected health information has been changed and concealed to comply with HIPAA. The things we talk about are combinations of years of experience with thousands of patients, things we've read, or stories we've heard. If you think we're talking about you, we're not. Also, we're real nurses here to provide accurate and helpful information, but don't take us as fact without doing your own research. Refer to your state's Board of Nursing, Practice Acts, and your institution's policies and procedures if you have questions about your practice. Lastly, our very strong opinions are ours alone and do not reflect that of our employers or educational institutions. Thanks for listening, and happy nursing, folks. Hello, nurses. It is Adrienne back again with another episode of MedRoom Chronicles. Now, if you listened to the last episode, I am so sorry. You know that we had some technical difficulties. It happens. We're new. We're doing this all on our own while taking care of patients. Well, not simultaneous, but you know what I mean. The point is, we had some problems and we had to cut the episode short. So now we have the highly anticipated part two of things we hate about nursing. So let's jump over to my conversation with Andrew Craig. (laughs) Oh, so I feel like this is a great opportunity to tell you about Probably the most amazing nursing shift ever. Oh yeah. Oh so, yeah. I think I, I think I heard. You, I think I saw a snap about this. Literally, Adrian, it was amazing. So I get into work, standard day. I sit down, and the charge nurse is like, "Okay, here are your four patients." I write them on my sheet. Everything's good, and then she realized, "Oh, Andrew, sorry, you actually have." three patients. And I'm like, yes, yeah, it was awesome. And I don't know if you saw my post on Facebook, but I did share this uh, with a travel nursing group. Did you see what I wrote about? No, I didn't see that. Please tell me. Okay. So basically, um, it, it it was an amazing night. I had 
three, well, actually four patients because I got an admit later. Three patients, that, four patients that were amazing. They were pleasant. They were thankful. They were continent. Their vitals were Q8. They didn't have blood sugars. <laughs> Nobody was shitting, pissing anywhere. Like Christmas. Christmas. Exactly. Literally, Adrian, I got over a thousand likes. I like. I just look at the post. It's almost at twelve hundred likes, and and for good reason because literally, the stars aligned upon are my like, nursing it's a world. It's a it's a dream. You're gonna wake up. Go buy a lottery ticket. In fact, I should go buy a lottery ticket still because I. They're like, you're lucky bastard. There's no way this, literally they thought it was spam. They're like, you're fucking with us. There's no way this is real. So did you spend part of the shift just feeling like at any moment that the bubble was going to burst? Honestly, no. I was so optimistic about this night. I'm like, I'm going to ride this until, until it dies. So I was so high on the fact that this was the perfect night. That I mean, my assessments went smoothly. Nobody was dying. I mean, it was great. And so you, you probably walked out of work the next morning like you had like theme music playing behind you. you <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> right, right, like a little pep in my step. Yeah, yep. totally. Yep, I, I walk out of the revolving doors and like, yes, Andrew is awesome right now. You're like, Andrew's feeling good. on my face. I am a superhero. <laughs> Yeah, and then Sarah, poor Sarah, she had not the best <laughs> night. Her her patient is not her patients are not doing well. We had to run to a scan at like quarter till seven. It's like, oh no, poor Sarah, and she's still feeling kind of crappy and sick. So her Aww. ears like, you know, plugged up. She can't hear half of anything. <sighs> but it's, it's cool tough. that you're there because like when I'm having shitty days at work. I just I feel like it would be so much nicer if Doug was there to just help me get my patient on a bedpan or something. You know, he would hate it. Yeah. Like he would hate it. Yeah. But I would be like, yeah. So that's that's got to be a plus. And we'll, we'll we will definitely talk about that. At oh yeah. Oh, that, time. for like that dynamic of Sarah and I working together. Yeah, yeah. I'm really curious about it because both of you are pretty stellar people. I mean, I've never worked with Sarah directly. I think as a nursing assistant, I floated to the unit that she was on while she was there, which is how I knew her to begin with because, yeah. you know, another nurse that she worked with vouched for me was like, she's good. You like her. And then I think Sarah was like, okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, I'm yeah. kidding. She's, she's lovely. I hope she feels better really soon. Oh, I, I do too. And and, I, and she'll get there. It's going to take some time for her ear yeah. to heal because her eardrum did rupture. Yeah, so. and that, that is no joke, man. That is like you can't get out, at least when I've had messed up eardrums and ear infections, it's like you can't get out of your own head. Like you're so miserable that you're just like. So anyway, I Sarah, if you're listening, I hope you feel better. <laughs> oh, I'll make sure she hears that. She'd appreciate it. Yeah, and you know the, the the Adrian. I just want to say, uh, you know, the night was amazing, and it's been. I've been a nurse for four years, almost five now, amazingly, and nothing like that has happened. It'll probably be another five years. You know how it goes. It's like you get a great shift, and you know the subsequent shifts are going to be uh, horrendous shit shows. Yeah. And so I feel, it's going <laughs> to, I feel like mine's coming. Like I'm going to get three codes in a row and I'm like, oh God. I feel like I get like a three to one or a four to one ratio. So I feel like 
for every like three good shifts, I I come back and I get my ass just handed to me, mm-hmm. you know, like, and I kind of accept it, you know. I kind of wish that I could smear it out a little more, blend it so it's a little bit more evenly spread <laughs> across the coast right. in my life. But yeah, but um, yeah, What's I up? figure. But but you know I try to keep my I try to keep my nursing karma good because if I'm having like a a night that I'm just sailing through and I like the other night I had a night like that where I gave like ibuprofen twice and hung, <laughs> and I right and I hung two antibiotics and I did my assessments and then my fourth patient like had metoprolol do at eight thirty and that was it oh my god that is nice. So I did have one of those recently, too, but, you know, like I said, I want to keep my karma good, so I made sure I was helping other people, Mm -hmm. that I was offering myself up, and, you know, most people are like, no, I'm fine, really, it's okay, but so then I was like, fuck it, I'm going to clean the unit. I mean, I always find a way, I don't want anyone to ever be like, that bitch sat in the corner all night. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, because you know there's plenty. There's (laughs) plenty. You know, there's plenty of those in this world, and so you know those nights are really great because it's it's kind of like a I hate to be kind of you know like sales pitchy, but it really is like team building. Like you you give yourself to the unit, and the beauty is if you have a great team, it's fun to give back to that. So you offer to hang their meds or fill their their tube feeds or turn their patients, right. change your patients, like, yeah, you know, like, rehang yeah. their heparin drip mm-hmm. bag or totally, blah blah blah. Totally. So yeah, I think I think that you know that's that's just good. What goes around comes around, kind of way mm-hmm. to behave. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that wasn't bad. I um oh there was something else I was thinking. Oh so um no where was I going with that? I'll just cut this part out. <laughs> so this tell is, me this is night shift brain. This is night. Oh shift yeah, brain. should I get that? I feel like I have dementia sometimes. I'm like, hi, my name is it. Where am I? <laughs> When when you're like driving home from work and you're like, I pray I don't get pulled over because I can't walk a straight line right now, even though I'm one hundred and twenty percent sober. Right? Yeah. Hi, Alistair. I promise. You think I'm a drunk, but I'm actually just a nurse. I work twelve shifts, twelve hours in a row just now. When I'm already slurring my words as I'm giving reports to the oncoming nurse, you know that you know. It's time. It's time to take a nap in the lobby before you before you try. Although I live really close, so no, right. no big deal there. Well, tell me about you were you were going to tell me a little uh, you know story or uh, situation that happened. Oh yeah, I was going to tell you about ball salad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I was going to tell you about so. So let me explain. I can't just I can't just say things like ball salad and then not follow it up. You have to follow so, up. So I'm I'm going to try to be vague about this patient, but I had a patient that, um, you know, I'm going through meds, getting our meds ready at like 8.30, and I see that one of the things on there is a, a wound dressing, or not a wound, it's like a skin, skin treatment or whatever, you know, like you get wound care treatments that say like, you know, soak this gauze and this solution and then cover it with whatever, an ABD pad. Usually there's like some basic instructions that come from the wound nurse or the nurse practitioner or whatever. So I see those. I just follow what they say. And, of course, I'm using my judgment. But, you know, in this case, I look at my med list and it says that I'm supposed to soak this gauze in 100 milliliters 
of like three to four percent acetic acid. Um, and Andrew, you you know what acetic acid is. We've talked about this, right? We have talked about this. I I didn't <laughs> know initially, and then it dawned on me. Indeed, acetic acid is vinegar. Hence vinegar. the ball salad. Hence the ball salad. <laughs> so so the way this timeline goes is that I look at this and I go, my God, okay. So by the way, we have vinegar in small bottles in the McKesson, in the, in the like, med dispenser thing, which I didn't know that, but now I'm that much wiser. So if I ever forget my salad dressing, I can just go in there and... <laughs> snatch some. Snatch some, some acetic acid from right. the med, med room. Right. Um, don't do that, kids. If I, have to, right. if I have to say that, then you shouldn't be a nurse and you shouldn't right, be right. in the med room. Don't um, divert acetic acid for your salad, don't, obviously. Don't. That's, right. expensive, that's expensive vinegar. <laughs> right. Just bring your own from home. Anyway, so the instructions say soak the gauze in the vinegar and then apply to the scrotum and perianal area. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I, I look it up figure out what the hell it's going to be for because this is not something that I want to call my trusted NP about at, you know, 1030 at night. And also I anticipate <laughs> that my patient is going to ask me why I'm making his balls smell like salad. Um, and so I need to have some kind of explanation and understanding for why I'm making ball salad. Have I said ball salad enough? Is this great? Is everybody enjoying this? <laughs> oh, nursing. So... <laughs> So it turns out, according to the CDC, that the application is a kind of an old school, unofficial way to diagnose genital warts. Um, I guess it like turns the skin like a whitish color. Um, and so my assumption then, after reading this, was that based on this patient's history, which did include that they were trying to rule out some weird skin stuff. Oh, um, God. Yeah. I mean, I treat everybody like they're going to contaminate me. No offense, guys. But <laughs> It's a cesspool. It's like we we it walk is. into a giant Petri dish of E. coli and, and you know, everything yeah. else. And in protecting myself, I'm also protecting my patients because then I'm not the Petri dish. I'm not the, who was it, typhoid uh what, what's her name? Typhoid Susie or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, but I'm not her going from room to room. Um, so at least I'm cautious of it. But but just the same, like, you know, I want to know. Anyway, so I trust my NP. I get this order. I just do it because even though, you know, I'm only kind of sure what the hell I'm doing, the risk is low, you know. It's not like I'm pouring acid on an open wound. Like it's right. intact skin. And I also assume that my NP is going to come in the next morning and the first thing he or she is going to do is walk in and look at that guy's balls. And if it doesn't smell like red wine vinaigrette, then she's going to be upset. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on, Adrian. This is, this is glorious. Like, this is so juicy. Tell me more. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day low actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw report prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus please god tell me more it was it was incredibly <laughs> juicy i had i actually spilled some of the acetic acid on the floor and I, I brought Carolyn in with me. So, by the way, Carolyn was witness to all of this. I hope to someday get her on the show. But she oh, came God. in. And, by the way, while this is happening, this is an important detail. While this is happening, the patient is, like, sound asleep on BiPAP. It was, like, probably the 10 minutes all night he wore the BiPAP. And I just went in, and I was like, hey, so-and-so, like, I'm going to do this, and this is why. And he, like, opened one eye, nodded went back to sleep, and when I pulled the covers back, I'm, like, you know, talking to him as he's, like, basically sleeping. And I'm, like, okay, I'm going to pull these covers back. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, just moved his leg over, and I did the thing, and I was, like, I'll be back in 20 minutes. Yeah, so that's and so story. That... And so I, I will oh, never – and and the worst part about this story is – is that it's the story with no resolution. I don't oh, my know. God. How can I, we not know? Because oh. I, you know, I don't know what the dwell time is on this shift. Oh, and, my God. Uh, I wasn't about to go back in at the end of my shift and be like, by the way, for my own curiosity, can you see your balls <laughs> one more time? <laughs> it, it, you, listen to me. You have to... Talk to that NP. I think is it the same NPs as where where I was when I was there? Yes. Okay. Yes. So you have to talk to them and be like, hey, listen, I need resolution here. I need to know the outcome of the acetic acid salad balls. Okay, listen, I need to know <laughs> because not only do you need to know for your own sanity, but our viewers need to hear the outcome of this in subsequent podcasts. I think this. Oh is my important. god. Oh, god. How do I go up to a professional that I respect and go, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's exactly. They're going to get a kick out of it. Because... <laughs> yeah, because they're going to be like, eh, you know, they're probably going to be like, oh, what, what's the big deal here? I mean, you know, they're, they're going to tell you, I'm sure. So we, we have to know, Adrian. We have to yeah. know. And, you know, I just, okay, so in in a future episode, I hope that I will be able to come to you and really explain (laughs) the rationale behind ball salad. Right. I think this is a great time to really get at the meat of our podcast. (laughs) And... The juicy goodness. The the reason why people have come, they've come for that cathartic release. We've Things built it, and they that they come. absolutely yeah. hate, hate about nursing. Things that you would love to say or do or talk about at work, but it's in that pressure cooker 
of a vault, and we are going to unleash some of that today. We are going to make you feel better, and we are going to make us feel better. Trust me. We're <laughs> unleashing. We're unleashing the hate for therapeutic relief. Right. It's like medicine. You've come to us for a little bit of BID treatment, and that's what we're here to do. <laughs> and I thought, what a great way to talk about the hate of nursing, rather the things I hate about nursing my job, than to talk about pharmacies. Glorious, glorious pharmacy. Oh, pharmacy. So here's the deal. Pharmacy is crucial to the function of a hospital. You've got these amazing people that have to look at a person's meds, make sure everything's safe, examine home med lists, examine new needs in the hospital and acute care, and pile it all together and coordinate all that so it gets down to nursing. What a tough job. I can't I don't even want to imagine. Do I wouldn't want to do it. It's stressful. No, hell no. However, pharmacy, <laughs> however, if I – Oh, I tell you what, this this is how this is going to go down. I'm going to tell you a recent story that I have. This this is the summation of my frustration <laughs> with pharmacy. <laughs> <laughs> a couple days ago, this patient needs a medication ASAP. Like, we need to give them this medication or their pressures are going to drop rapidly. We needed some albumin, Okay. Albumin pulls fluid into the intravascular spaces, ultimately raising the pressures. That's the bottom line. So yes, here's it is a deal. large molecule. Right. The problem, though, is I, the patient had a PRN order of albumin. We had it in the MAR, but they would not send it because it was ordered for a different unit. It was ordered <gasps> specifically in the dialysis unit. Pharmacy, tell me, tell me, why does it matter what unit they're in or what location of the hospital they're in? The bottom line is we need this medication right now. You're behind a computer, and I've got a crashing patient that I need to raise their blood pressures or they're going to tank and pass out. This is the problem. Pharmacy does not give me my meds when I need them at a moment's notice or they're not available for me when I need them at any other time. This isn't always the problem, but is a but frequent the, issue. Yes, but and and also it should never be a problem. Like I know that we have a lot of demands of our pharmacists, but that medication that's that's why, you know, it kinda it kinda grinds my gears a little bit that there are some life saving medications that are not available on the unit. Or that, I mean, we work night shift. Let's just remind everybody of that. So we're not talking necessarily about fully staffed pharmacies. We're talking about pharmacies in the hospital in our cases that are maybe not staffed fully, mm-hmm. much like nursing units. But, mm-hmm. you know, it also is that if I tell you that somebody's about to die if you don't send this med, I expect you to stop what you're doing and get that fucking med to me. Right. Because Minutes, when, not, when I, yeah, because yeah, when I and the doctor explain to that family why their family member's now dead, I don't want it to be, well, well we, we didn't get the, we didn't have the, you know, 
They were busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they were on Netflix again. Damn it. I mean, that's probably not true. I'm sure they're busy as fuck. But listen, just just send us the medication that we ask for. Another thing is, if I request a med through the electronic health record, in, in my case, I use Epic. I know you use Epic, Adrian. If I put, yep. click that little Rx sign and say, I can't find a medication, and then you send me a message back that says, oh, did you check here? And I say, no, yeah, I didn't. Of course I checked there. I checked everywhere. If I'm messaging you, there's a damn good reason. It means because I have exhausted. I was blessed. I was blessed with the, 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 the foresight to be able to fucking check before I called you or before right. I messaged you. Yeah. Yes. Like, I think they do that to buy themselves a minute to be like, oh, fuck, I need like five more minutes. Uh, did you check in the refrigerator? <laughs> well, yes. Right. Because I give this medication 12 times a week for the last year and a half. Like, yes, I know that this is in the fridge. And guess what? So now, whenever I have pharmacy send me a message that's like, well, did you check in the nudity? I always send it. I'm not trying to disparage them. I'm sure they could probably make an entire podcast about how they nurses expect them to just fart meds up the tube yeah, on a whim. <laughs> Right. Um, <laughs> right. But, but um, so you nine now nine times out of ten, if I'm in the med room and I got that message back, and I'm like, son of a bitch, I'll just look at the nurse that's probably standing next to me, both with the same frustrations, and I'll say, hey, will you look in that folder and tell me if there's a blah blah blah, and then she or he will do it, and we'll be like, yep, not there, and I'll just type in verified with second RN, not here, please send, you know, and like. <sighs> Another nurse that once, another nurse, a nurse that you know, who I love dearly, um, mm-hmm. once said to me, she was like, uh-uh, I don't play around with that nice shit. I'll just send a second request. Please send medication. <laughs> and right. I was like, oh, I, you know, if it's emergency and I need to use my nurse voice, I'll do that. But I'm not going to, like, be all, like, do it. Right. You know, um, unless I really have to. Yeah, the thing is, Adrian, we shouldn't have to beg the pharmacy for shit that's on the MAR, that's already ordered, that's already approved. It, it should be like, if I send you a message, it's, it's for a damn good reason. Granted, there has been times, in my case as a traveler, where I don't know where shit is stored. But in your case, you know where shit is stored. You've been on the same unit for over a year now. You know the medications. You know what's in the AccuDose, in your case, McKesson. You know what's in the fridge. If it's not there, just send us our medications. I don't mm-hmm. want to beg you. I don't need to beg you. Meanwhile, a patient's not getting their metoprolol. A patient's not getting their tacrolimus. The patient's not getting their albumin. And ultimately, the patient suffers because you're dicking around. And sometimes that amounts to hours of time of dicking around between messaging. It's not good for the patient. And, and, more then, po- and then, yeah, and then, sorry, no, but okay. then, but then the way this inevitably ends is that you call the pharmacy and you you explain to them very concisely and sternly that you need that shit or it's become going to become a serious matter of life and death, and all of a sudden, boom, you get a fucking tube, <laughs> right? And yep. suddenly it's there, and you're yep. like, magically. Oh, oh, thank you for making time. Right, finally, finally. You know, I'm sure that their job is extraordinarily difficult. 
and I, and I don't know a damn thing about their job, but right, same. At the same time, it is so frustrating the amount of time we waste sticking around with the pharmacy and them getting the medications to us in an organized fashion is a massive amount of time. And not only is it annoying as fuck, but it ultimately affects the patient. So what do you think? And it can potentially affect all your patients because if you, you know, if you're spending every second waiting, watching to see if that med's going to show up because you were supposed to give it two hours ago and that that fucking med, Mm -hmm. then you're not fully focused on the next patient you got to go see. Or, you know, you're in the room of another patient doing an assessment or whatever, and then that nurse, another nurse comes and knocks on the door and is like, hey, your med just showed up. And you're like, oh, can you believe me? You know, and that interrupts what you're doing with that patient. Every yep. interruption is room yep. for a mistake. So. Yep. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, sure. on, a, on a serious note. But, like, the humor of it is that I think that every every discipline in the healthcare system is going to be able to bitch about something. Mm-hmm. And it just, so, it just so happens that like pharmacy is one of the things that nursing oh. is constantly doing battle with. Like, Every there are, day. There, there are allies and we couldn't do it without them. In some hospitals, you know, they're still mixing shit in bags. They're still like using needles to inject things into piggybacks. And, oh, and yeah. I don't, and I don't want to have to do that. Like I love that our stuff comes up and I trust that it's mixed properly and that, you know, it's the right medication. And, um, like, I I love that we have people that really do a good job. But son of a bitch, if I have to tell you two more times that I need this medication. Shit's going to get real. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to use my nurse voice. The nurse voice. That it, it, nobody wants the nurse voice. Literally, okay. This is how it went down, Adrian. So I'm on the phone with this pharmacist regarding this albumin, and I'll and I'll sum it up here because I think I've beaten this horse so badly. <laughs> but the thing is, it's so fucking frustrating. Anyway, anyway. So I was on the phone with the pharmacist, and I'm like, Hey, this is Andrew from blah blah blah. I need this albumin sent up to me, and he's like, Oh, hey, this is pharmacist blah blah blah. Yeah, I can't send that up to you because the order says it's in specifically to the dialysis unit. And I'm like, oh, then, then he's like, yeah, so do you, uh, do you you see where I'm coming from? And I'm like, no, I don't see where you're coming from. I need to get this medication in this patient right now, but I will go ahead and get this order for you. Click. I was so pissed off that I was getting this rigmarole regarding albumin that it it still pisses me off, as you can hear. That, yeah, uh, indeed. You know, and it wasn't even my patient. I was just trying to help out my, you know, coworkers because she was busy with other shit. But when your pressures are 65 over 35, uh, we need to do something right fucking now. Yeah, and, and and you don't, you can't just sit and wait around and be like, oh well. And you know, we don't, we don't want to do battle with our, you know, our support teams that like really really make our jobs possible but at the same time i will be damned if i have to explain to my patient one more time that i'm still waiting oh i hate that i hate it oh it's so annoying and then you know for whom whomever you're talking to it's like the fault of whoever is standing in front of you and if Mm -hmm. you happen to be the nurse that's you know waiting on that med well it's your fault yep 
And we're not supposed to throw each other under the bus. We're not. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're supposed to be like, oh, that's stupid pharmacist. You know, you're not supposed to yep. do that. Yep. But really, how do you, how do you, it's like, you know, it's like a sitcom where you're trying to stall, but you're running yep. out of reasons to stall. You know, it's yeah. like that Reese Company episode where Chrissy and Janet are like trying to keep Mr. Roper in the living room mm-hmm. because Jack's like naked in the kitchen, but... But you can't do it. You can't make excuses for very much longer before, like, the accountability is going to suffer. Like, and Mm -hmm. then they're going to be like, well, I don't fucking trust you because the doctor came in here three hours ago and told you to give him this medication. Make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is... Wow, that got... Yeah, that got really serious. Oh. I know. I think... Let's let's take it back or kick... Let's lighten the mood a little bit here. I'm sure you've got a goodie over there just waiting to be you know, yep. shared with the world. Give, give oh, it to yeah. me, Adrian. Oh, give yeah, it to yeah. me. Okay, all right. So one of the things that I say to people on the regular, like say they're getting <laughs> out of bed and, like, you know, they're getting out of bed and I the door's wide open and, you know, of course the patients are wearing gowns. They're not wearing underwear. They're not even fully covered by the gown most of the time. So. Mm-hmm. I say, you know, oh, I'll close the door uh, for privacy. I want them to pay attention, you know, like, say, like, look, I'm protecting your privacy. I'm going to draw the curtain. And, um, you know, most people are like, oh, any sense of decency I had went out the window, you know, after <laughs> I was admitted. You know, people right. are like, whatever, you've got whatever. finger up my butt already. Like, what are right. you really protecting? Right. Right. So I get it. I get that. But the thing, the thing that drives me up the fucking wall it's people who come to the hospital and find it perfectly acceptable to just have their junk out all the time like <laughs> and invariably it's never it's never ever the hot athlete that like happened to come in for a surgery it's right. always like the 75 year old man who has to hold his balls out of the toilet water when he's peeing or pooping <laughs> you know it's like and right. then you, walk, you walk in the room and he's watching like you know spike tv or something he's watching like you know cnn or whatever and he's just sitting in the chair and you can see every part of his testicles and his penis and all the yep. tubes. And he has yep. no idea. It's not like he can feel the breeze. Maybe mm-hmm. he does. But they think that just because you're a nurse that they can just be like, I'm going to scratch my balls now while you're listening to my lungs. <laughs> you know? Oh, Yeah. Or like you know, you know you're you're uh you're, you know you're helping them open up their orange juice and they oh. fucking rip a fart and you're like, oh, you know God, I, un- really? I understand I understand that we're in a very intimate setting here, but like yeah I know like if you're with it like I understand you're confused confused people often want to get naked it's our natural <laughs> you know yep. it's our default setting. You know? Yep. Well, that but, that God that that reminds me. Well, well, for two things. 
first thing is the poor bastards that are walking you know, down the unit, the family members yeah, that are trying uh-huh. to find their family members. And then I'll be at the nurse's station kind of keeping an eye on, you know, who's this crew of people, try, you know, kind of like peeking in a couple different rooms. They obviously look lost. And then there's this magical moment that seems to happen. And that's the moment where they see someone else's junk. They see the old man's <laughs> balls. They see, they have this, this, this moment, like, it. first they're like, where's my grandpa? And then the second moment's like, oh my God, oh. that's that's someone else's grandpa's balls. <laughs> like, listen, and it teaches them not to go around and just look indoors. Yeah, exactly. You need to come to the nurses' station unless you want to see a free show. And let me tell you, you know, and we're all gonna get there at some point. I'm gonna be saggy as fuck, I'm sure. But <laughs> I'm, we're all gonna have our moment. But just. You know, contain the balls. Contain yeah, the Yeah, or like, you know, or the guy who's walking down the hall, which is great because you got to walk. You got immobility is a killer. Right. But, you know, he doesn't realize that he's literally, like, not, like, he doesn't even bother to tie the gown. Like, it's right. literally just, like, slapping in the breeze. <laughs> and you're like, not everyone that works here sees naked people like right there are there are other humans here that don't even work here like cover cover it up like and that's inevitably when you like discreetly try to run up behind them because the nursing assistant or the nurse that's walking with them doesn't notice that -hmm. they're just like giving everybody a full moon serenade um (laughs) and so you discreetly (laughs) run up to them and you like adjust their gown or you like put a robe over their shoulders because you've got to, you've got to protect this. On the flip side of that, I've also taken care of two patients in my time. Once as a nursing student in another hospital, and mm-hmm. once as a, a nursing assistant. But both of them were young, and in their opinion, very attractive, and wanted to be naked for as many male employees as possible. Okay. And so, one of them, you could argue, it was a mental illness. The other, you could argue that she just thought her shit was hot and she made sure that she was, like, only draped like, you know, a fucking Greek goddess in a bed sheet when the entire <laughs> team of neurosurgeons walks in the room oh, or whatever, you know? Oh, my God. Like, right. You know, it's like she she would hear someone at the door and she would be like, is someone there? As, like, the gown falls seductively yeah. off her shoulder. Right. Like, like like Jack Dawson was port like doing a portrait of like on um, the Titanic as it was sinking. Oh did like I drop Did I drop that, Jack? Sketch my beautiful back and my neckline. Totally, oh my goodness. Totally. And meanwhile right. these doctors walk in and they're trying to avoid making eye contact or like looking at the floor because they're like you're awkward and right. they walked in on your boobs. Like, right. Like you're you're only like three years younger than the resident. Like <laughs> literally, just because I've seen I've not only have I seen every kind of naked out there and touched every kind of naked. I've touched penises and badges and buttholes. <laughs> I don't I don't really necessarily want it makes it very awkward for me when you are inappropriately naked. Like I don't want to see boob unless I need to see boob. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Just because it is I've a seen need to know boob. Exactly. Same with balls. Just, you know, tuck them, cup them, I don't know, put a jock strap on, True. put some underwear well, on. 
I'm going to have compassion. I'm going to take care of those parts when you are not able. But if you can can reach it, you can wash it. (laughs) Oh, I think I'm going to, I don't know. I'm going to give you one last story here about this because this is so perfect. And I love this story. (laughs) You know, back in my nursing home days, glorious old people, you know. Oh, gosh, yes. You know, we do, especially the pleasantly confused ones. And I'm going to tell you about a patient that I had. So for people that don't know, in the nursing home, when we had very short staff, we had to put people up at the nurse's station, like sometimes all night because they're confused. There's nothing we could do. We can't be everywhere at all, all times. So we stick people in jerry chairs or bucket chairs to keep, you know, on tr- so they wouldn't fall essentially. Right. But sometimes you can you can scoot those jerry chairs around the the main lobby of the nursing home because they've got <laughs> wheels on them. Well, mm-hmm. you know, shift changes at seven or excuse me, maybe seven thirty. And sometimes this was during the holiday season. So we have our lovely, pleasantly confused old lady in the bucket chair up there hanging out. And she loves to strip down naked. I mean, sometimes I'd find her completely naked, no matter what. We would tie everything to her, and she'd find a way to just get <laughs> butt-ass naked. So we see this cute old lady butt-naked at the <laughs> oh, poor, poor people. It was Christmas season, and there was probably 25 Christmas carolers that showed up at 7 a.m. And this old lady was naked. Oh, she was so naked in a bucket chair. Greeting the entire crew of carolers. And I'm just thinking, oh my God, what is happening right now? Oh, she was so nice. She didn't have any clue what was happening. Bless her. Bless her. But the poor and carolers. Like racing to cover her. Oh, my That's God. It was so awkward. So and awkward. Inevit- and inevitably, they've taken the clothes they were wearing, and they've, like, tucked it under a pillow or, like, <laughs> stuffed it away. Right, yeah. You can't find those clothes because they're hidden somewhere. They've tucked them away like a squirrel with nuts. I mean, they just don't want to get clothes back on them. <laughs> so you're, like, scrambling. Scrambling pillows, sheets, anything, taking my body and kind of covering her. Don't look there. Clothes off. Oh, Jesus. You know, she was so pleasant and so nice, and Sarah actually had the opportunity to meet her because she would come out to the nursing home and, Oh, I miss her uh, so much. Oh, I, I doubt, honestly, it's been five or six years now. Oh, well, no, I haven't been a nurse that long. Maybe about four years ago now. And I mean, I don't even know if she's alive anymore. But ah, that, that's that's my story about uh, this lovely old lady <laughs> in the nursing home. She's wonderful. Yeah, you've got you've got to love it. And you know what? Of all the shit that we deal with, it's when it's when people are confused that I put up with the most. Because mm-hmm. I know, you know, so so when I make fun of, of people, you know, it's usually like, uh, if, if you're gonna, if you're with it and you're still doing this shit, well, there's a problem. Right. Like, then right. I get to rip on you because you just suck. Right. <laughs> right. But if you're confused, even if you're not really nice and confused, it's not your fault. Yeah. You, we're, we're gonna so, take care yeah. of you. 
you know, it's going to be somewhat a pain in the ass, honestly. I mean, we it's really challenging for us to deal with confused, delirious, sometimes aggressive people, but we know that it's not your fault, and we're going to be there for you even if you, you know, happen to right. slap us with your ball but, hands. It's okay. Right. Exactly. Oh, my God. Andrew, that oh, oh no. my gosh. That oh, is, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't. I don't have a specific story, but that is one thing. That is my next thing that I hate about nursing is the fact that you need to be on your toes at all times or you're going to get some shit fingerprints on your face and you're not going <laughs> to even know it. Oh. invariably, your sweet little old lady. Oh, no. You don't know it, but she's got poop under those No. Nails, Stop it. And... She wants to pinch your teeth. No. Oh, God. Oh, you're such a good, sweet nurse, and I love you, and thank you for taking such good care of me. And they reach up, and as they reach up, you see in slow motion (laughs) fingers coming through your face. And suddenly, suddenly you're Neo in the Matrix, and you're backwards bending. Get away right. from this old lady hand. Uh, all of a sudden, it's four miles long, and you can't get away from it. And right. Some, sometimes you escape, and then when you don't, the oh, whole time, God. you finish your task, you finish tucking in those pillows, you finish mm-hmm. getting her settled, and the whole time you're thinking, oh, my fucking God, i got to wash my face. Oh, my God, oh, my God, my face, my face. Oh, my God, my face, my face. Is oh. it in my eyes? Did I get it in my eyes? Is it on my lips? And then you leave the room. And you bleach wipe your entire face until you're bleeding because oh, oh, I have old lady shit on my face oh, now. Adrian, we we need to do an entire poop series. I'm telling you, <laughs> but I need yeah. to brief. I I want to tell you this story because it feels <laughs> so right, and it actually was on rescue, um, so it's even better. You know, kind of my alma mater. And I'm I'm just going to briefly tell it. So I had this guy that was super constipated. He was obstructed. He needed to poop. So we are doing tap water enemas. And if you know anything about tap water enemas, as soon as you put you insert that bad boy, it's like a fire hose that will shoot out of an ass because it's <laughs> lubricated unless you keep your finger, you keep it in there, you hold it. Oh, poor Andrew. One, one morning, I'm giving this guy, oh, fuck, this was so bad. He, I insert the tap water enema in his ass, and he immediately vomits on me. And oh. then I get distracted. Wait, 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 I need, I need... I need the mechanics of this. Okay, so you're giving an enema to find him. Yes? Right, right. And then yes. so he, he turns around. Yeah, he turns and vomits and I feel the spray on my oh. arm. My I remember oh. it was my left arm. And then I get distracted because I'm like, oh, God, this guy just vomited on me. He's sketchy as fuck. What the hell is in his vomit? So that's my thinking here. I'm, I'm like going mad in my mind. And then I lose track of the enema, which is a 
fucking fire hose, oh. and it starts spraying all over my legs, Adrian. So I've got vomit on my arms, and I've got shit water all over my legs. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, why did I sign up to be a nurse? Oh, my God. It was fucked up, Adrian. It was so oh. fucked up that I had to change all of my clothing. That was the only time Please. since then that I've actually used hospital oh, scrub. Man. <laughs> and the nurse manager walks in. I know I know him because he's really a stickler on uniforms and shit. And he looks at me and he just says, did you have a bad night? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I had a bad night. So. Invariably, invariably, if you are caught wearing hospital scrubs on a unit where everyone wears their own scrubs, dress code or not, uh, in the, invariably, ten people are going to be like, "Oh, what, what happened? happened to you?" Because <laughs> yes, they, they know. Invari- but they invariably say it with that voice that makes you want to go, "Shut the fuck up!" <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I've been through. You don't know me. <laughs> Especially when someone like a clerk or a doctor, or someone who doesn't have to be covered in shit water. You know, what says it to you, and you're just like, you have no idea what I right. do. Right. Bitch, please, get out of here. But also, <laughs> that is another pro tip for all of my nursing students and newbies out there, and even for some experienced nurses that maybe have been lucky enough to escape the, you know, getting covered in fluid situation, and that is keep an extra everything locker. I'm telling you, I have an extra pair of underwear, extra pair of socks, extra pair of pants. I've got, because invariably you are going to get something that's either going to piss down your leg and it's going to get in your shoe, your socks, or something's going to get wet and it's going to soak through your underwear. And let me tell you, not at work, but there was, I was, I was visiting some friends out of state and I spilled an entire bottle of water in my crotch right before we got out to go to a crowded outdoor area. Oh, so it no. literally looked like I had saturated my crotch with urine. So I, and it was <laughs> and beyond that it just wasn't comfortable. Now this was only water, okay? I was right. pissed. I was grouchy. I just was just wet and just gross. Even though it only took about a half hour to totally dry out, I was pissed. Now mm-hmm. imagine that that's a fluid that's not yours that you don't want. Oh, or two fluids, or two fluids. Yeah. <laughs> I so, literally I, I CHG bathed that morning. I I did two of them. I doubled I doubled down on CHG. Like I I wiped everything because I needed everything off yeah. of my body. <laughs> it's like this. It's like that scene in Ace Ventura when he's like in the shower crying, <laughs> his clothes are on fire in the trash can. Yes, because he realized that he. That it, what was it, the deal? When it, when it, the the lady was well, a dude or something? Yeah, he it back. This was back in the day when it was still. Well, I, I you could argue that it's still. This was back in the day when you could be like grossed out by at the at the thought of two men kissing in a movie. Oh yeah, sort of yeah. horribly insulting, but. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah. at the time it was funny. He was the point was he was grossed out to the point that he really did feel the need to burn his clothes and scrub his skin off in the shower, which nurses oh. nurses understand that feeling. Oh God, yeah, there needs to be a shower on every unit. Hospital scrubs. That's the beauty of rescue is you guys have a stash of scrubs there. I don't think every unit has that. 
We do, however, um, you know, not only is it not expected that we're going to wear those on the regular, but also they're one size fits none, Andrew. Seriously. If, if you are a man and you don't have hips, well, then these aren't going to fit you. They're going to slide off your ass and that you're going to, you're not going to be wearing pants anymore. Yep. If you're a woman, you're going to jam your size into these. It's going to be about 45 times too big in the waist, too small in the ass, too small in the thigh, and then four <laughs> feet too long. Okay. And then if, like, okay, when I was right before I became a nurse, I, I gained a bunch of weight in nursing school. It happens, whatever. But I couldn't wear my cutesy little nursing uniform, uh, nursing assistant uniform that I had. So I started wearing the hospital issue. Well, when I got my nursing job and bought scrubs for my job, um, people were like, oh, my God, you look so good. Did you lose weight? And I'm like, no, you fuckers, I gained weight. I just bought clothes that fit. I'm not wearing the square tent cut unisex scrub tops anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a sore spot because I was like, I look that bad in those fucking scrubs that suddenly you think I've made like a massive transformation in my life. Like, right? screw you guys. Come on. Right? Um, <laughs> food for thought, don't get poop on you. Just don't do it. It's just not fun. Yeah. But you, you know, know what? I, it's going to happen. It's going to happen one way or another. I, dude, I, I, I'm very proud of this. I had a ten and a half year track record before I got anything on me like that. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. Because oh. I am a bit of a germaphobe working in healthcare. Imagine that. However... I feel like okay for example okay so in our in our bathrooms in our patient bathrooms we have sprayers on the back of the toilet it's like an arm that comes down it's you know it's directly behind the toilet seat so that if you bring the arm down it sprays water so you can like spray out a bedpan or whatever well the thing is is a lot of people will flip that arm down and then flush the toilet and then stick the bedpan underneath. And then what you've done is you've created a giant splash pad of shit mm-hmm. because it's high-pressured water. Mm-hmm. So me, for example, I figured out early that if you flush and then you lower the arm slowly, you can really easily control the flow, the pressure. You can do a lighter spray. You can turn the bed pan away from you a bit so that you're not just basically aerosolizing fecal matter all over your body. Oh, my God. I know. I just did this the other day. I know. So, so those arms, people don't realize. Just just for a second. Be a little bit gentler with the equipment. Just if you bring it down slowly to about half mast, then you can spray (laughs) that bed pan out and you're not going to wear it. Okay? Oh, man. So take it from me. Oh, the best thing to ever happen. Sorry, I'm a stream of conscious thought right now. Andrew, we now have bedpan and commode bucket liners. <gasps> liners. Oh. Let me tell you about these. Oh, so like, my it's God. Like, it's like a tiny little drawstring glad bag. Okay. <gasps> so not only are they fantastic, but each one 
comes with a thin rectangular wafer inside that uh. absorbs about 400,000 gallons worth of liquid. <laughs> so, thank God. You'd be surprised. Oh, my God. These pads, like someone peed in a commode, and then I didn't get in to empty it till a little later, so it had fully absorbed all the urine in the commode. Mm-hmm. That thing went from being like the thickness of like a normal ladies' maxi pad. Sorry, guys, if you don't know how thick that is. It's not very thick. Maybe the thickness of like two or three quarters, okay? Mm-hmm. By the time it had absorbed everything in that bucket, that thing was like an inch thick. Like I was wow. like, holy shit. Uh-huh. Like this is... You know, why don't they make maxi pads out of this? This holds a Mm -hmm. lot of fucking liquid. Anyway, Mm -hmm. the point is, is that then you take these liners, you gather up the drawstring, and in each bathroom, we have a little device. It's a hand scale. So you put the the handles of the garbage bag on the scale, and it tells you. It's already paired. It already calculates. It already takes into account the weight of the bag and the wafer. And it tells you the volume of fluid oh. that's in that fucking bag. I tell oh, you, man, that's one of those things that I'm like, I wish I had had that 10 years ago. That Because then not only do you not have the splashes and the dirty commode buckets, you don't have dried shit, you know, stuck to the oh, bedpan. Oh, my like, God. They are a dream come true. I never thought I'd be so fucking excited about mini garbage bags in my whole life. They're amazing. Seriously? And, oh, go ahead. And and if you've got somebody that goes frequently or you know that it, you're going to have to come in there quick, you can just, after you empty the liner, you just grab a nice clean one, you put it in the bedpan or the commode bucket, and wham, bam, you are ready to go for the next time. It's so nice. And wow. I'm you. Seriously? Yeah. Is that housewide or just rescue? I have no idea. I haven't floated in a while, so... Oh, it should be housewide if it's not. And nationwide, that should be a thing. Yeah. The fact that the people are still having to wash out bedpans. This is the 20, what, second, first century? I don't know. One of the two. It's always ahead of one (laughs) or two. I always mess it up. What is it? It's the 21st century. Okay. (laughs) It's so bad. We can just edit that shit out. This is the 21st century, okay, Adrian? We should not have to be washing bedpans out because not only is it icky, it's more than icky. It's fucking gross. Infection control, aerosolized poop is a real deal. And when I get, like, splatters of shit from someone that I don't know, even if it was Sarah's poop, I'd be like, listen, Sarah, I'm not really comfortable with this. I'm not down with this. I'm I'm not not down with this. This is not my thing. I'm not, it's not my fetish. No, thank you. And then when you're talking about, you know, hospitals that still have shared bathrooms and double rooms, semi-private rooms and Mm -hmm. whatnot, Mm -hmm. then you have an even greater issue because now, you know, if you're up independently and you're going in there to the bathroom and, Oh, look, there's a, a poop-encrusted bedpan on the floor next to where you got to pee. Fuck that, man. No way. Yeah. Yep. So that exists still. These are great. That's, that's a thing. Yeah, and so I never thought I'd be so excited about bedpan liners. If you would have wow. said to me when I was 19, dude, one day you are going to have an entire conversation about exactly this, I would have been like, no, me, man. But, <laughs> I oh, know, yeah, right? Here I am. It's amazing. You know... I think this is a really great time to wrap things up. So this was awesome. 
I love <laughs> talking about this. It feels it's good, so, doesn't it? It's so good. It's like therapy, medicine, cathartic awesomeness that nurses need to do more often that they probably don't. And I'm lucky because I have Sarah, you know, to confide in. And truthfully, every morning we have usually like a uh, a de-stress or a debriefing five-minute car ride where we kind of get it all out there. And then we, we're, you know, we're really good about talking about this stuff. But, you know, Adrian, you don't really have anyone outside of work unless you happen to hang out with work friends. And I think a lot of nurses are in that boat, you know, where they don't yeah. have an opportunity to talk about this. And it is really important because, you know, when I don't, I, I do have several outlets that I utilize and I'm blessed to have them. But there was a period of time where I didn't have those outlets, and it honestly was one of many contributing factors to an intense period of burnout um, just not very long ago, just like a month or two ago. So um, it's, it's serious business. And, um, you know, having the ability to let it out is really, really critical. And so um, with that in mind, I want to encourage all of our listeners to share with us in the comments things that frustrate you. Be kind, abide by HIPAA, but, you know, tell us some things that really are your pet peeves in nursing. It can feel really good to get it off your chest, and it can feel even better when you have a handful of other people say, oh, my God, I know, that drives me crazy, too. I thought I was the only one that that bothered. It's kind of like a kinship almost, and in that kinship, it allows us to kind of let go of that weight and keep on doing what we're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, what you folks have to say, and I'm really happy and excited to share our, our nursing life with you and kind of give you a behind-the-scenes of, uh, you know, the nursing profession and what happens really in the med room because that's the picture we're trying to paint here is a true, realistic view of, of how nurses feel and, and um, you know, the struggles that we go through. Yeah. And so, you know, we've got about a million ideas ahead of us, and we want you to be there every step of the way. So make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, share these episodes, and keep coming back for more MedRoom Chronicles, Nursing Uncensored. Andrew, I just want to thank you again for joining me. As always, it's a pleasure to talk to you. Um, I find you not only an incredible source of information, but also it's just Sometimes it's just funny as hell to listen to you talk about shit. <laughs> so thank Likewise. you again. Oh, yeah. No, no problem. Thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to uh, doing more podcasts and sharing this uh, nursing life. Excellent. All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.